This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Here in the Storm Center, here's your host, Langston Johnson. No Langston Johnson today, but it's a weird, different kind of episode. It is Wednesday, February 26th, when we when I'm recording this. Um, we've got a special episode here for you today. So me and Langston, we were trying to think of what to do for spring break, because obviously we don't want to... We can't record because we record on Mondays now. So I brought up the idea, let's drop an old episode. So that's exactly what we're going to do. We, I, this is really, really, really early in the Storm Center days. I think this was like the third or fourth episode we did. And if anybody is here from those days, this is by far probably the funniest episode ever that we've done we've had this guy on last year when we were on when we were on soundcloud being soundcloud podcasters uh but yeah we we did an interview my freshman year with maurice hunter and it was fantastic we recorded for an hour hour and a half two hours there was a lot of really good stuff to happen there's about 36 minutes worth of content Editing is a little rough, but again, it was our fourth episode. It's not going to be perfect, but yeah, we wanted to uh, we wanted to give you guys something over spring break, and we figured why not revive one of the best early episodes of this show ever. So I hope you guys enjoy. Hope you're having a wonderful spring break, and we'll catch you all when we get back. Peace. <laughs> You all ready for this? You're listening to the Hack Stormcast with Elijah Teese, John Kay, and Langston Johnson. All right, hello and welcome to the Hack Stormcast. I'm your host, Elijah Teese. I'm here with co-host John Kay and Langston Johnson and special guest Maurice Hunter. I'm doing phenomenal. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm pretty good. I can't complain. I mean, outside of being kind of sick, I'm I'm pretty good. All right. So let's talk about some of the games we went to this past week. We've got quite a few that we went to. Uh, let's start with the men's basketball game last night, John. It was it was fun. It, like every game is. It's just fun being there and being able to support our guys. Kind of sucks that they lost, but I mean that happens. Can't win, can't win every game unless you're, you know, Amherst apparently. Because I think they're undefeated, aren't they? I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably they're, We're not worried about Amherst. They're, they're good. I've heard. But no, it was, it was still a lot of fun. Um, watching Mo send stuff back in guys' faces, pretty much, with two like huge volleyball spike blocks, and then Langston hit a couple threes. Um, oh, there was. Miles tried to dunk it and it went to Mo and then Mo jumped up and tried to dunk it and then he laid it up and in after he got rim stuffed. I was like, man, oh, yeah, I two, two missed dunks on I, the same. I, I really wanted to see somebody dunk it and it's just it was like 
Pete comes oh, we, out of nowhere and dunks it. We, that would have been awesome. <laughs> Langston, there was a – he went for a tip in early in the game, and I thought he was going to – you were up there. Oh, I, I know exactly what you you're talking were about. When I was there. thinking about it later, I was like, I should have just dunked it. I should have tried to grab it and literally dunk it. Well, it's like I see the Zoo guy up going for the rebound, and here comes just this white flash. I was like, oh, Moe's going for the rebound. And I look, I'm like, that's not Mo. That's a, that whole Langston's up there. <laughs> I didn't know they put a trampoline in down there. Uh-uh, no, I got bunnies. So that, <laughs> that's what you guys didn't know. <laughs> All right, Langston, you said you went to a couple hockey games. Yeah, uh, I went to the NCA. Um, was their senior night in their home finale on uh, Friday? It was a good game. Uh, they got down. They got down early, uh, but. I think they were down 3-0 at one point and ended up getting it close. So it was a close game. Ended up losing 4-3. Um, so it was a close game. Good. I mean, it was a good environment, uh, especially with, you know, the circumstances of the school, you know, with us not having classes last Friday just because of the snow. So it was it was nice to see, you know, the parents of the seniors there uh, who have done a fantastic job of just laying down a really good foundation for uh, what has been a first-year program. So that was that was nice. It was a good game. Fun to watch, as always, with the hockey games. Yeah, and then Saturday we the NCAA men wrapped up their inaugural season, so that's cool. Yeah, I only got to catch the third period of that game, and that was that was a heartbreaking ending against MSOE. MSOE scored with like thirty seconds left in the third period. It's like, to go up two to one. It's like, I mean, what what can you really do about that? I mean, yeah. we came close. We had some opportunities to score, but just. Their goalie, I think their goalie got lucky, but he made a couple. He made it. He made a couple of really good saves, so you got to give it to him. All right, we're gonna move into our review section where we recap all the sporting events that happened over the last week. The NCAA women were at Saint Scholastica on Friday and Saturday. On Friday, St. Scholastica was up 6-0 to heading into the third period. And then friend of the podcast, Sula Argeris, scored Trine's lone goal of the game. She was assisted by Olivia Coyle. The St. Scholastica Saints would go on to win the contest 7-1. to Then on Saturday, the St. Scholastica Saints scored two points in the first two periods to put them up 2-0 to on the Thunder. Freshman Kaylee Cameron escorted the puck to the back of the net to bring Trine within one. Olivia Coyle assisted on the goal. St. Scholastica added one more before the end of the regulation to make the final 3-1 in favor of the Saints. The NCAA women are now 4-15-1 on the season. Moving over to the NCAA men, they played Concordia University at home and then Milwaukee School of Engineering at home on Friday and Saturday. On Friday, they fell behind Concordia University 4-0. Then in the second, Sammy Nardicchio, assisted by Lucas Bombardier and Blake Robertson, scored the first goal of the game for Trine. Then that was followed by Carmen Tafo, who was assisted by Nico Mulakelis. And finally, with 7.07 left in the third, Ryan Murray, assisted by Alex Johansson and Blake Robertson, scored the final goal, making the final 4-3 to in favor of Concordia University. That was a real heartbreaker because like, they shut Concordia down after the second period and started to come back, and it was really close. They even pulled their goalie. Yeah, they they had opportunities. I mean, they had a couple opportunities. Their goalie made a couple nice saves. They did have, you know, the goals that they had. They had two goals within the span of like a minute, I'm pretty sure. Something they were super close together. So it kind of like all of a sudden we're down 
whatever three or three zero, and all of a sudden now four zero. Four. I'm sorry. Yeah, four zero. Yeah. So now they're all of a sudden we're down four zero, and all of a sudden now it's four two, just just like that. So it's kind of like yeah. okay, like okay, we could do this. We could do this maybe. Yeah. Then moving over to Saturday, when they played MSOE, there was a or they had a scoreless first period, and then in the second, Ryan Murray, assisted by Chris Garrity, was the first to score, putting Trine up one to zero. Unfortunately, MSOE scored twice in the third period, including a the game-winning goal with 40 seconds left in the game. So that's a real heartbreaker. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And that would be the final game for the NCAA men, and they finished their inaugural season 6-17-2. Now we're going to move over to John, who has ACHA hockey. All right, we're going to start out with D2. They were at Robert Morris last weekend. Friday night, the final score was Thunder 3, Robert Morris 2. Brandon Bornkamp and Isaiah Crawford had goals in the first for the Thunder. Nobody scored in the second, and then Nick Anderson scored in the third. Robert Morris got two goals in the third period, but we came out on top, so that's really all that matters. And then Saturday, also at Robert Morris, uh, trying six, Robert Morris three. So we stay undefeated. Hunter Legrone scored in the first. Robert Morris also scored after the first, so it was 1-1 after the first period. Brendan Wordstein and Camp found the net in the second. It was 3-2 to two after the second as Robert Morris scored another goal. So we got a trend going here for the Thunder. One in the first, two in the second. And then in the third, the Thunder pull away thanks to two goals from Braden Pearl and one from Nick Anderson. Robert Morris also scored in the third, so yeah, again, not really that important. But the Thunder wins 6-3, which I, I found this kind of interesting. One in the first, two in the second, three in the third period. <laughs> there you go. That's that's a way to score. Six points wins a lot of hockey games. Indeed it and does. This D2 team wins a lot of hockey games, too. They're 27-0-2 on the season. And I saw last night that the ACHA selection show places them at second in the final rankings for the Central Division. So they are going to Nationals in Columbus May or excuse me March 8th through the 18th. With the season winding down, I decided to take a look at the top three point leaders from the D2 team. Brandon Borenkamp leads the team with 58 points, and points is a combination of goals and assists. He has 30 assists and 28 goals, and his goal is 35 goals on the season. And he said, he told me he's going to get it. I'm going to hold him to it. Michael Rand and Braden Pearl are tied for second. So I'm just going to say they're second and third with 39 points. Uh, Rand has 20 goals and 19 assists, and Pearl has 16 goals and 23 assists. So now on to D3. They were at Indiana, Purdue, Fort Wayne this weekend. And they ended up splitting the weekend series with IPFW. Friday's final was 7-5 to in Trine's favor. Adam Bedford scored his first goal of the night, and it tied the game at 1 after the first period. Jalen Armstrong got two goals in the second, and... Bedford, and this is a name we're going to hear a lot over from the weekend from the D3 team. He beat the goalie in the second. IPFW added another goal in the second. It was 4-2 trying after the second period. In the third period, it was a tough one for goalies as six goals got through. Three for both teams. Bedford wasn't done. He had two of the goals. Jordan Smith also scored for the Thunder, and we walk away with a 7-5 victory. Saturday, IPFW gets the best of us with a 4-3 final. Bedford continues his phenomenal weekend with a hat trick. 
And that was all the scoring the Thunder could do as IPFW walks away with the win in overtime. Trine had a 2-1 lead after the first period. IPFW just consistency kind of killed us as they ended up scoring goals in the second, third, and then in an overtime to win it. Uh, the record for the D3 team is 10-9-2 on the season. The point leaders are Jacob Ruel at 38 points, Bedford at 34 after his monster weekend. He leads the team in goals with 21 and Trenton Molnix is third on the team with 29 points. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the ACHA and just the hockey in general. Now we're going to move over to men's wrestling. They were at the Mid-States Invitational at Manchester University. They placed sixth out of ten. Anthony Neal led the way for the Thunder as he claimed the title for the 197-pound weight class. Neal was 4-0, including one pin and three wins by decision. Nick Miller finished as a runner-up in the 174-pound weight class. Miller won two matches by major decision before he was barely defeated in the championship match by a decision of 3-2. to two. Rounding out the top three for the Thunder was sophomore Austin Farrell. Farrell <laughs> pinned his first opponent, won by decision in his second match, and was defeated in the quarterfinals, and then won the third place title by forfeit. Now we're going to move over to Langston, who has our basketball recap. The women continue to roll with the 67-59 victory over Albion College last Saturday, February 10th. After the first quarter... Uh, the women were losing by a point, and they won the remaining three quarters to squeak past the Britons. Like most games for this girls' team, 14 turnovers seemed to be the strong suit as they f- forced 20 turnovers for the game and converted 20 points off those turnovers. The trying bench came up huge as they had 24 points off the bench. They also shot a very good 21 for 26 from the free throw line, which ends up being 80%. As far as stats are concerned, every other statistical category was fairly even, but in the end, the women came up on top. Junior Montana Martin had a career-high 18 points and netted 4 for 6 from the 3-point line while grabbing 6 rebounds. Last week's guest, Cassidy Williams, was second on the team in scoring with 14 points, and Junior Brandy Dawson had 10 points on the day. Um, so the women also, they did not have a game yesterday as everyone in the women's side of the MIAA um, doesn't have a game. Like, there's one day that they would normally have a game that they have off. Um, so theirs was actually yesterday. Uh, so I kind of dove into some stats during the conference season for them. Uh, Brandy Dawson is third in scoring uh, in the conference as she is averaging 14 points a game. Dawson is also eighth in rebounding with 6.4 and Haley Martin is 11th with 6.1. Martin is also second in the league in blocks per game with two. Dawson is shooting the best field goal percentage in the conference with 60%. And Cassidy Williams is sixth in the conference in assists per game as she's averaging 3.2 assists a game. So now moving over to the men, they used another very extremely strong outing from junior Miles Copeland to get a much-needed win at Albion College on Saturday afternoon. Copeland has been on an absolute tear the previous two games as he posted 37 points and 9 rebounds on Saturday to lead the Thunder in points. Junior Pete Smith also had 14 points to go along with 4 assists. Sophomore Maurice Hunter, and our guest for the day, was third in the scoring column. The Thunder shot 50% from the field despite only shooting 23% from three, which is kind of what we do best is shoot threes. Um, they, we also shot 17 for 23 from the free throw line to gain some extra points. Other than that, every statistical category is mostly the same, and it showed on the scoreboard as there were nine ties and ten lead changes, but we ended up getting the win. But unfortunately, yesterday we dropped a close one to Kalamazoo, 70-63. Junior Miles Copeland led the way for the Thunder as he had 16 points. 
Junior Pete Smith and also I had 13 points. And Maurice Hunter had his fifth double-double during conference play with 10 points and 13 rebounds. Shooting was an absolute struggle for us as we shot 33% from the field and 30% from three. Other than that, Kalamazoo turned the ball over 20 times, which led to 26 points for us. And even though in the loss, since we had some help, we still secured the fourth spot in the conference. So, you know, as we lost, it still ended up being a happy ending, I guess, for us in the end. That's going to wrap it up for our recap section. Next, we're going to be moving into our interview with Maurice Hunter. All right, so we're here with guest Maurice Hunter. Oh, you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself? Just hobbies, major? Uh, yeah, um, I'm from Monroe, Michigan. Uh, it's just uh, me, my mom, my little brother. He's a junior in high school right now. Uh, major, I'm an exercise science major. I don't, I wanted to do PT, but uh, you know, science classes aren't the best thing right now. Uh, hobbies, I don't really do much except play basketball um i like riding bikes though even though i don't have one on campus but i like riding bikes it's fun um i don't know yeah that's pretty much it yeah, that's pretty much it okay all right so last year uh you took a year off from from school and after attending heidelberg your your freshman year you took a took a year off from school and kind of or at least took a year off from basketball my mistake you took off a year from basketball and are now back here at trine so what was kind of the toughest part about taking a year off from from basketball um the toughest part was it was actually making the decision not to play basketball anymore kind of um when i was at Heidelberg, i actually i i don't know it wasn't that i didn't enjoy basketball it was just that i don't know it was just Maybe it was a lot. I was a freshman, you know, and as a freshman, I feel like you have to go through that, that growing process. Like you gotta, you gotta go through some things, learn a little bit, learn about yourself a little bit, and uh, and maybe you know just, you know, just take it all in. Yeah. And I, I think I kind of made a a rush decision instead of just waiting a little bit. But, I mean, it's fine. It was, it it was fine. The, uh, another hard thing was coming back to play basketball afterwards just because I hadn't played in a while and then um, randomly being asked to come back and play basketball because uh, uh, one of the assistant coaches, uh, Coach Metri, was from Heidelberg and then he asked me to come here. Um, yeah, that was really hard trying to come back and play. I mean, you guys, Langston, first open gym was horrendous, like horrendous, horrendous. Like It wasn't horrendous. His He was – so out of shape it was it was almost funny how out of shape he was and, and not to mention that i hadn't played basketball since like january and i had a random open gym in march so it was just like let's go play basketball like all right let's, let's throw some shoes on let's do it but uh yeah i mean yeah that's that's pretty much the yeah, that was the hardest thing for it the hardest two hardest things for me to deal with so the year you took off from basketball, were you at Heidelberg or trying? No, I was. Uh, when I took the year for basketball, I went to Central Michigan to, oh, okay. uh, just for school. I was just okay. going there, um, trying to make sure I kept in school. You know, a lot of pe- a lot of times when people don't go back to school, like they take a take a break off, they don't really go back. And I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to just stay home. So yeah, went yeah. to school still. So then, as you were obviously at Heidelberg um, and. And then now at trying just basketball wise, what has been so far? What has been the biggest difference between the two schools? Um, I think, 
um, here, as far as uh, teammates go, I think that, um, I think that, <laughs> I think that, um, I think the teammates are closer. I mean, as a group, as a collective, I think I'm closer with the teammates. Um, I think we're all closer as a whole. Um, coaching styles are definitely different as far as uh, the way the games go. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. The school's bigger. A lot bigger, a lot nicer, I think. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, though. So, how have you, like, how have you progressed as a player since your time at Heidelberg to now coming to Trine? Um, I think is, I don't know. I took a, I took a year off. I think that um, I'm, I'm a little more confident, not more. I don't know. I'm a, yeah, I'm a little more confident. Um, I expect more of myself. Like I said, I needed to. I need. I think I needed to just take a little bit of time to like understand more. I think I see things better. I mean, at first, when I first started the season, I took a year off. I didn't really see things a lot, but now I'm seeing things more. Um, I think I have a lot more trust um, in the coach. You know what I mean? Like, I, I trust Coach Miller a little bit more than I did when I first started. And that's a big part of it, a part of my development. Like, listening to the coach, trying to take everything in he says and develop your game. I mean, I feel like he – I feel like – the coaching staff as a whole wants wants the best for me, you know what I mean, and the best for all of us. And that, and I think that's a big part of development, a big part of it, actually. So, obviously, you know, I'm on the team, so you know, we both. Yeah, I've, I've seen you since since you first got on campus. Um, so, obviously, at the start of the season, you were not playing as well as you maybe could have as. You know, yeah. as, maybe as critical as that kind of sounds, but and now you're playing. Actually, you're playing phenomenal right now, and kind of at the backbone of our team at times. So, what has been kind of the biggest, um, the biggest thing that's brought you, kind of brought you along from the beginning of the season to now? Um, Charles, I, can't, I don't even know. I don't know. I think just fi- trying to find a groove. Like I said, taking a year off it was really hard. Like the first, like that first scrimmage, we had first scrimmage. It was really hard. Like trying to. Find everything. I was still trying to understand the offense, trying to find my place on the team as a whole. Like, I mean, we have a lot of transfers and they only had like five or six returners. So it was really hard trying to find my place, find where I fit in, um, you know, when I can take shots, when I should just swing it. You know, it's just, it was really hard trying to find that. And I mean, now it's really, I just feel like, I mean, it's just easier. It's easier now, you know. I feel it. I feel the game out sometimes. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I don't have a rhythm. But for the most part, I feel the game out. You know what? I can take my shots, you know. Yeah, so it comes, like I said, it's coming to me easier now. And, yeah, it's just getting better. What part of your game do you pride yourself on the most? Uh, Defense. Defense is the biggest thing for me. Um, At times, I'm a, I'm a, I foul a lot at times. Um, It's unfortunate, but... <laughs> but defense, the defense is the biggest thing for me. I feel like um, I'm back there. I see it all. I mean, I'm trying to communicate as much as possible um, and pick up for everybody that isn't. You know, sometimes people get beat. I mean, I'm trying to pick up everybody. Um, trying to help as much as I can because I mean that's my that's my my job. It's my job. Yeah. So what's your like? You're playing a game. What do you get the most adrenaline rush from? Uh, as to be. A block, it has to be, yeah, I guess, yeah, it has to be a block, just because, like, afterwards, it's like, yeah, I don't know, I just get a little bit of juice, I feel a little, yeah, 
a little yeah. pumped up after that. Yeah, that's it. Is there a special meaning behind your number? Are you are you like a big Kobe fan or actually? Didn't like Kobe growing up at all. Did not like growing up. I couldn't stand Kobe. I was just um, when I came here, it was like coach was like you got twenty four, thirty two, forty two. Some I was like no 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 twenty four. I got to take the lowest number. Uh, when high school I was twenty three. At Heidelberg I was forty. I hated that number. Forty is a disgusting number. Like who wants that number? That's a, <laughs> and, like that's a, like to me that is honestly a big man number. I don't want a big man number. Like. I mean, I put in a position, but no, I don't want that number. That's not my number. So, uh, 24 is just nice number. If, I mean, I like it. I, 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 honestly, I like the number a lot, honestly. It's a, it's a good fit. It's a good fit. What's it feel like dunking on somebody? Because, I mean, I'll never, I'll never get to that point. Um, I just want to know. When it happens, when it happens, I, I didn't really, I don't really know. Like, when I did it, I got, I be thinking I'm going to get a foul call. I honestly, they should call a foul sometimes. But, like, I just, it just happens. It's like, I got you. And then it's like it's like yeah I got you and it's just like yeah I got you nothing nothing you can say it's really nothing you can say afterwards I got you nothing you can say I think I think it was the Albion game you missed a breakaway dunk you got fouled from behind or you thought you got fouled from yeah. behind and bricked it off the board and you came you came back down and you turned to the guy and you go I'm not missing the next one <laughs> and they got you the ball in that possession you dunked on the guy and we just yeah I it, think that's it was one of my favorite moments from this yeah show. it was a it was a good time I remember. Uh, when I dunked the dude on Elvin was like, he, he, it was his fault. He was supposed to rotate earlier. He didn't rotate. I was like, yeah, I missed the last one too. So it was coming. It had to come. Yeah. And just, you know, so everyone knows the one that he missed was my assist and he missed that one. <laughs> uh, just, just so everyone knows. You're just salty. Yeah. I was pretty, I was upset about it. I won't lie. <laughs> hey, we're not about stat padding here, Langston. Yeah. Hey, man, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm playing. I'm just kidding. I'm no, just kidding. no, no, no. That's honest. If you think about it, uh, like last night, uh, Miles missed a dunk. I got the rebound. I missed a duck and got my rebound again and got a bucket. You feel? Hey, you got it. It's stat padding. Stat padding is okay. Stat padding is okay sometimes. It's okay sometimes. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh goodness. Did you have a question? Uh, well, back to what kind of what Mo said about about defense. Just kind of obviously, you know, I like I said, you know, since we're on the same team, one of the things that, that I've really noticed is. Our, our coaches really put a, a premium on our bigs just kind of being in the back, always ready to basically make up for all the mistakes that the guards make. And he really puts an emphasis on it. And I think that so far this year, Mo has done a phenomenal job of when we all make mistakes, drive, like when I get someone drives past me going to the basket, Mo has done an excellent job of just like being there, especially during the conference play, just being there and actually throwing someone shot just into the stands or whatever it is. And it's been actually huge for our, for our defense. It's huge, been huge for our confidence on defense and lets me know I can maybe go put a little bit more pressure on somebody out on the wing. And if he drives past me, Mo's going to go down there and he's dude's not really going to score unless Mo fouls him, but whatever that only happens sometimes. So (laughs) it's been, it's been nice. And just having, just having him back there and having someone back there that you can definitely trust to, to, you know, block someone's shot has been really important. That's something I kind of noticed last game. Is Kalamazoo would kind of try to probe into the paint, and they would see Mo or Miles rotate over, and they would just pass the ball back out. And they're like, "Yeah, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna play that game tonight." And then Mo got the best of them on two of them. 
All right, that's going to wrap it up for our interview with Mo. Next, we're going to move into our preview section. All right, we're going to move into our preview section of the show. Langston's going to get us started with men's and women's basketball. So the women wrap up their regular season on Saturday as they host Kalamazoo on the 17th. Uh, it's a huge day for them as they could potentially be in very good position to get first place in the conference and host the tournament for the second straight year. Um, kind of a fun fact, if if they win on Saturday and Hope wins on Saturday, it could. I think it'll come down to a literal flip of the coin of who's going to host the tournament because every single uh, tiebreaker scenario is the exact same for both teams. Oh my every gosh. single one. Because I, I don't think they do like point differential and stuff like that. But every single one is literally the exact same. So it's literally a flip of a coin. That's some Friday Night Lights stuff. Yeah, right it's there. so yeah. weird. If anybody's seen that. So weird. Everybody should. But so they will be honoring seniors. So that that will be their senior day. So they will be honoring, honoring seniors. Jade Abinth, uh Haley Martin, Ashley Elliott, Kayla Freeman, and Lucy Sayre. So, actually shifting focus to the actual game itself, Kalamazoo is being led by Emily Kozel, who is averaging 15 points a game, and Danielle Simon, who is averaging 11. The last time these two teams met, which was in early December, so it was quite a while ago, but the, the Thunder handed them very easily, winning 85-29. to Kalamazoo is probably not going to make the tournament this year as the gap, they sit in the fifth spot, but the gap is just too wide from them in the fourth seed, so... uh. This will probably be Kalamazoo's last game of the season. And over to the men, we will travel over to Alma as we wrap up our regular season on Saturday afternoon as we kind of need a little bit of a of boost me up to kind of get ready for the conference tournament. Uh, the Scots are being led by senior Kevin Schiebert, who is averaging 12 points a game, and sophomore Ryan Stevens, who is averaging 11. The last time... That we played these guys. It was at home. We won 197 in overtime in probably one of the craziest basketball games that I've ever played in. That was probably my favorite of the season. I got the ending on video. I was yeah, you did. I was happy with that. Yeah, you did. You got the yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I don't. I the Scots are sitting. I'm pretty sure they're sitting at a tie for for fifth in the conference. And obviously, since we wrapped up the fourth the fourth seed yesterday, even though we lost. Uh, still, I don't think so. They're not going to make the tournament, so this is going to be their actually probably their last game of the season too. So uh, that's with those. And also, um, I would just like to give a shout out to our senior manager Jake Stevens. Uh, it, it's his senior year this year, and he had the senior night last night. Even though like we didn't have any senior basketball players, but we had Jake, who Jake really helps our program run. Uh, he does a lot of things behind the scenes that you don't see. Uh, you don't see the stuff that he does. Even the little stuff during the game is like when the shot clock's running down, all you hear is Jake's voice just start at four, and he'll just as loud as he can just yelling four. You know, he, he counting down. Um, he gets all the stuff that he needs to do for that needs to be done before the game, after the game, for our bus rides, all that stuff. Jake has been probably the best manager in anything that I've ever had. Uh, you know, he's. I've been around him for two years. Mo's been around him for just this year. He's done a phenomenal job. Mo, do you have anything? Yeah, I love Bubba. Bubba's a great guy, a great manager. Uh, uh, Bubba, Bubba's his. Uh, what he goes by, we all call. Him, we all call him Bubba. Yeah, but we call him Bubba. But uh, yeah, he's 
great guy, like a great manager. Coming here, actually, he 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 helped a lot. Uh, when I first got here, I talked to him a lot. Actually, um, a really good good manager, like the best manager by far. I, I I've never like Heidelberg. The manager was nothing close to Bubba, like nothing at all. Yeah. It just goes to show how much he how much he cares, how much he appreciates the program and everything. <clears throat> so yeah, shout out to you, Bubba. All right, so that's gonna wrap it up for the men's and women's basketball now we're going to move over to men's lacrosse which is kicking off their season on saturday at wabash trying last year finished the season seven and six uh wabash finished the season five and eleven uh trying has a pretty large men's lacrosse team we have well as well as being like an older team we have 10 seniors and 11 juniors on the team uh wabash has four seniors and five juniors and just has a smaller team overall so hopefully Trying to be able to keep the players fresh, and we've certainly got a lot of them to rotate in, as well as young talent on Trine's team. Now we're going to move over to NCAA Women's Hockey, who is finishing up their season at Concordia on Friday and Saturday. Trine is 4-15-1 right now, and Concordia is 10-12-1. Trine is on a seven-game losing streak, looking to break that and finish the season strong with a couple of wins this weekend. Concordia has lost four of their last five, so they're in a bit of a bit of a dry spell. The women's hockey team for Trine is averaging 1.6 goals per game and allowing 3.98. So the main story here is going to be whether they can, basically whether their defense can come out strong for them because Concordia isn't really that impressive there either. They're averaging two-point goals per game and allowing 2.46, so they're pretty even. Uh, like I said, the main thing is going to come down to whether or not Trine's defense can whole concordia now we're going to move over to john who has our acha preview all right we're going to start with d2 they take on indiana and they look to continue their dominance on the season and against this indiana team in bloomington for the final two games of their regular season indiana's a struggling squad six and 19 on the season but the bright point for the hoosiers is all six of their wins have come at home, although I don't think that's going to matter this weekend with the role this D2 team's on. And from what Brandon told me, not a very good squad. They These two teams played back in November when the season was young and try and put it to Indiana with a final of 6-1 to one and 14-6. to six. Yeah, I'm calling this one. We're going to roll them up nice and slow and smoke them nice and slow. Well, <laughs> I was not ready for that. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I wasn't ready for that. I'm not gonna I wasn't either. I was just trying to finish my segment. I was well. I was. What I was gonna say was is you really can't take any team for granted, even when they're struggling. All right, and then D three last two home games of the season. So it's our last two chances to watch Trine hockey for the year. I'm gonna be there. You, well, you're gonna be. I'll, Langston's I'll be gonna there. be gone. Well, you can be there Friday night. But. I can't. My brother's got a senior night, so I can't. Oh yeah, yeah you I can't know. miss I'm that. Not gonna, I'm not you can't miss there. that. Yeah. Well, two of the three hosts will be there. Yeah, sorry. Mo, are got... you gonna be there? Hockey confuses me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on ever. I'm just, I'm just watching and wait for someone to get popped. Just waiting. Just waiting for someone to get lifted off the ground. That's that's usually why I go to. <laughs> you know, I like goals, but I like hits. I'm yeah, a, I like I'm seeing a, people. I'm, like, a, I'm a football guy. I like seeing people fly around and get yeah. smacked. Yeah, I don't get disappointed when people get boarding yeah. penalties. Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> boarding shouldn't be a penalty. But anyways, actually it probably should be. But They're playing 
Washtenaw, and this team is on the lower end of the spectrum when it comes to good hockey, and that's that's being nice. They're at the bottom of the food chain, like I'm, the I'm, very, very bottom. I'm trying to be nice here, trying to be um, as impartial as I can be, but they're 1-9, and, and uh, their only win came by forfeit against Alpena Community College. And the bad thing about that is, is Alpena Community College was up when they forfeited. I don't like to laugh because I've been on a, my senior year of football. We were a struggling team to say the least, but it happens. Every, everybody goes through it Uh, on the season, on the season, they're allowing 9.9 goals per game. I mean, they've only played 10 games. But when you've allowed 99 goals through 10 games, it that uh, yeah, that's just that's bottom of the barrel stuff right there. Trine's averaging 5.5 games. I want to see I want to see a 20 point game from Trine this weekend. Yeah, that'd be a good way to close out your season. That would be a great way to walk out. But yeah, that's just be there. Enjoy the last two games of hockey. Spread the word. However many people are listening, spread the word. We love you guys. Mic drop. <laughs> he didn't drop his mic. Yeah, I dropped a piece of paper. You can't actually drop these mics. They're not ours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, that's going to wrap it. <laughs> that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Uh, we got a lot of home games coming up. We've got, like John just talked about, we've got the ACHA D three home games this weekend. Go out to those. It's going to be fun to watch. Pretty sure it's going to be a bloodbath. Then we've got women's basketball on Saturday. So that's going to wrap it up for us this week. We'll see you all again next week. Langston, just that one dude that shoots threes. That's not Pete. (laughs) Clune Clune is is ugly. I just need a girl. All right, what's his Instagram? Uh, Maurice Hunter underscore, all, all lowercase. All right, so you heard it right here. Maurice Hunter is single and ready to mingle. I'm all for this. I'm all for this. Oh I'm excited dude. about it. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.